Thank you for joining us today. We hope this teaching inspires you, builds your faith, and gives you tools for everyday life. We encourage you to visit us at mbcocala.com to discover more about the life-changing ministry at Meadowbrook, as well as convenient ways you can partner with us financially in helping people move from where they are to where God wants them to be. Enjoy the message. Our help comes from the Lord. Amen. And let's lift our hands to the Lord right now. Father, we love you this morning. Thank you so much for the the service that we've already had. Thank you for your presence. Uh, Thank you that you got us here, got us through the week. And Lord, I thank you that you have things in mind for us in this time, in this place. Lord, this is a, a holy intersection where your people, your spirit, your word, All of this converges, and I ask you once again, Lord, to do something holy, something special, something lasting in and for every person in this place. Show yourself strong. Lord, thank you for your word, that your word is alive, it is powerful. Let it impact us today. Help me to handle it properly, and we just prepare our hearts and minds to receive holy information from you into our lives today. Thank you for all you're going to do. And I pray once again that when everything is said and done today, that you, Jesus, the Lord of our life, the head over all things to this church, that you'd be pleased, that you'd be honored, and that these, your people, every single one of them would be helped today. That's our prayer. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. And amen. Come on, a big welcome for our online and East Campus. God bless you guys. It's going to be a good one today. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, today we're finishing up our series called Say What? Or like we like to say it around here. Good job. Good job. And uh, the next week, I'm going to start a new series called Creed. Everybody say Creed. And uh, we'll get into it big time next week and for the next few weeks. But uh, there were seasons during church history where uh, groups would gather, councils would form to kind of summarize and unify what is it that we believe. And I think it's important because we're called believers that we kind of know what we believe. And uh, what you believe governs your life. And so we're, we'll be getting into this big time starting next week. So make sure you're here. Bring somebody with you as well. And uh, it'll be a powerful time. So today, finishing the the series on uh, Say What, we're talking about the power of words. You have the power of words, and your words have power. Amen. And your words are actually containers, and they carry substance. They carry content, but they also carry spirit. How many of you have ever heard of uh, uh, empty words? course you have you know and that's words that really didn't have anything behind them it may have even stated something properly but no had had no life had no spirit to it you know you didn't really mean it you ever told somebody sorry you, you didn't mean it you know so the the spirit of it was not in there and so our words actually are containers and and they carry life or death the scripture tells us and not just uh content So our words play out in conversations, and our conversations affect and determine, get this, the direction of our life and the quality of our life. So the direction of our our life, that is the, where are you going, and then the quality of our life, how's it going? 
And both of those are very much tied to our words and the power of our words. Please do not underestimate the power of your words. If you start your Monday tomorrow, I hate Monday, can't stand this day, I don't like this job, I don't like people, I really don't really, uh. You know, and what are, you, what are you expecting then? I mean, what kind of day? You know, instead get up, and we've talked about it. You know, I have the favor of God with me today. This is the day the Lord has made. God's got me. God's with me. God's for me. God's ahead of me today. Whatever I set my hand to do today, God's going to prosper. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. You know, and rise up and say what God says about you instead of just chiming in with all the static of the world. Can we get an amen today? So it plays out into the direction and the quality of our lives. And then our conversations fall in four different arenas. Any conversation you have uh, is going to fall in one of these four conversations. And here they are just by way of review. Conversations with God. Conversations with self conversations with the enemy. We talked about that last week. And then today, conversation with others. And so today our topic will be that, conversations with others. And this is huge. Now, let me back up a little bit. Your conversations with God are paramount. They're of chief prime importance. You have to have those conversations with God. Everything else flows from that. Any life-giving words that would be in our life you have no other source. So your conversations with God are, are, like I said, just so absolutely vital. That's the spring. That's the fountainhead where those words come from. And we talked a couple weeks ago, the first week of this series, uh, about, you know, those conversations with God. And the number one way, I want you to know this, remind you of this, the number one way that God speaks to us is through his word. So stop just, I'm hanging out in nature waiting to hear from God. Well, you can hear a lot, you know, you, you, you really can, but as far as direction and clarity of our life, God wrote it down for you. Well, it's too hard, I can't understand it. No, God knew who he was writing to. And we can understand this, and we're in the best day ever to have the tools and helps to help us to understand, and then, and then teaching of God's word uh, so that we can understand and use God's word, because God's words in our life, our interaction, our conversation with him, those life-giving words, they flow down into every other area of our life. Look at this little video clip here. And this is what I kind of imagine. So let's just say that your conversations with God are up top and this unending source of water just cascading down into your conversations with self. And then somewhere in here, the conversations with the enemy. And then look by design, the flow of that, it just cascades out into conversations with others, every er other area of your life. And it's just a beautiful reminder, you know, of us and a, a good picture for us to see that I have to have this conversations with God. Not just once a week, folks, but this just needs to be a part of our life, that this just flows and flows and flows through us. Uh, out into our lives. Now, if we were to cut off that water, though, if we cut off that water, what do we have left? Think about this. We might have some mud, we will have some dirt, and we're going to have sticks and stones. All of those are metaphors of negative and harmful speech. And so, if, unless we have those life-giving words from God, we're going to pick up what we have, and it's going to be dirt, it's going to be sticks, it's going to be stones, and it will not serve us or anything else anyone else. And so God's Word, come on, everybody say God's Word. God's Word, the Bible, God speaking to us. God's Word 
informs and guides our conversations with others. Hear that. God's word informs and guides our conversation with others. But I've got some bad news for you. Only 13% of regular church attenders have daily Bible reading. Will the 13% please stand? No, don't, don't, don't. Please don't. I'm believing better of you. I really am believing better of you. But only, only 13%, only 13% uh, have daily Bible reading in your life. And so you're not having that source, that flow uh, that we should have. So I want to say something to you, and I want to say this as direct as I can. I want you to look at me for this. Get into the Word. Get into the Word and get the Word into you. You know, you, you know, sometimes I run into somebody in a store or whatever, and they go, oh, Pastor, if you just pray for me, I'm going through this and this and this. And I'll say, you know, not in a religious badgering way, I'll just say, well, you know, are you, are you been praying about it? No, no. What's God saying to you in this word? Oh, I'm not reading the word. I hadn't seen you in church for a while. I hadn't been there. And, all. Yeah. and I'm like, and you want me to do what? Spray you with Windex? I mean, what, 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 do you want, what do you want me to do? And I'm telling you, God gives us the answers. We talked about it earlier. For every problem, uh, there are promises. Amen? So get into the Word and get the Word into you. Look with me in Romans chapter 12, verse 18. If it is possible, indicating it might not be. If it is possible, as far as depends on you, you do your part. Live at peace, come on, with everyone. That's all people. And so this is a good framework for our conversations with others. You're not, you know, and it's our words that so often determine if there's peace or not among people. I mean, you know, some people just need to be quiet, you know. Just stop, just stop, and there'll be a little more peace. If it is possible, as far as depends upon you. Be, live at peace with everyone, with all people. Now, look at this. Uh, this is called concentric circles. No, this is not an advertisement for Target. <laughs> concentric circles, and we're going to use it in terms of others in your life. You have levels of people in your life. So just let the blue circle represent you. And then these are all the circles of people in your life going out from you. The common thing would be you. That, you know, and this would be you know, right in the middle here uh, would be the people, that, the closest circle would be the people closest to you. You know, and that would be the, the close ones of your family, your spouse or so forth. These are the people you don't mind if they see you with bedhead. Do you know what my bedhead looks like? Pretty much like this. Yeah. So you've got the people close to you, and then you've got your friends. You've got neighbors, you've got your associates, you've got your acquaintances, and guess what else you have? You have total strangers. And guess what? You're going to talk to all of them. You should. You should. If you're living a healthy, productive life, you're going to have to interact not just with the people close to you. You're going to interact with people today. You'll interact with some people that are just total, total strangers to you. Let's follow this back in for, for the life of Jesus. He had the multitudes. He had the seventy. He had the 12, he had the three, he had the one. And so all of us have, you know, concentric circles. We have these others. So we have these levels of people that we're going to have conversations with. And I'll say it again, your conversations 
with all of these people, Scripture is going to give you, it's going to inform those conversations, it's going to guide those conversations. Now, let me put a filter over this, so to speak, and add some other dimension to it, and it would be this. Not only do we have those levels of people in our life, we have two categories that kind of overlay on that, and the first one would be this, insiders. Now, we're spiritually speaking now. We're talking spiritually. We're, we're talking in view of eternity. We have people that are insiders. What does that mean? They're believers also. They're your brothers and sisters in the Lord. They're the family of God. Uh, and, and so they're, they're fellow believers. The Scripture refers to them as one another or the body of Christ. We're members of the, the, the body. And so these are insiders. And then obviously the other uh, category would be outsiders. This is not a put down. This is not a put off. This just means that they're not on the inside. The Bible, and I'll show you in a moment, even refers to people in this way. And it simply means they're not a believer. I like to add this. They're not a believer yet. And so we give up on no one. Thank you, all seven of you who are right in here. We give up on no one. Amen. Amen. Now, Scripture addresses both of these categories of conversations as well. Let's choose one here for insiders in Ephesians chapter 4. And the whole context there is one another. It says, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification. The Message Bible says, only what helps. Say, only what helps. That it may impart grace to the hearers. And so obviously there's to be a high level of, a very gracious communication conversation among the family of God. You know, sometimes you may say of your house, uh, you know, to your kids or your kids' friends come over. We don't talk like that here. We don't talk like that here. And so in the family of God, there are ways that we have conversation. This would be, this would define it pretty well. Let's look at a scripture uniquely for outsiders in Colossians chapter 4. Be wise in the way you act toward, come on, and again, it's not, it's not a put down. It's just descriptive here. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Look at this next verse. Let your, let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. I want you to note, though, in those verses, there is just an extra sense, an extra call of intentionality to this. See, we have things, uh, uh, framework and guides of how we talk to one another, to insiders, but there seems to be in the New Testament Greek language some real emphasis on some extra intentionality when we're talking to people that aren't believers. Are you following with me? And so it's not just the words that we would say, it's not just the words that we would say. I want you to note this, but it's the seasoning, seasoned with salt. So this is important that we season things in the right way. How many of you know if you season things wrong, it can mess things up? And so it's not just the words we say. Remember, your words are containers. They, they carry substance, but they always also carry spirit. And I think that we need to be very deliberate about how we season the words that we speak to people that are outsiders. You know, if you choose the wrong uh, seasoning or, or to help flavor something, you choose the wrong thing. I've actually heard of people, can you believe this, that will put ketchup on their eggs. Can you believe that? Okay, how many of you do that? Okay, 
I see that hand. I see that hand. I'm praying for you. We're going to sing a song, and you come up here, and I'm going to pray for you. Listen to your pastor. It is wrong. It is wrong. And you're wondering why other things in your life are wrong. That is it right there. All right, I'm joking. All right. But guess what? When we talk to, to outsiders, and don't, don't let that take on a wrong connotation. Again, it's not cold and hard. It's just those who would be inside, those who would be outside, and I'm praying they come inside. And part of that may have to do with how we converse with them. So we need to make sure that we are extra intentional and season this in the right way. The right seasoning, in the right way, in the right amount. You know, uh, I was in Starbucks the other day, and I ordered my Earl Grey tea, and I'm over at the little counter where they've got all the stuff, and I'm just waiting for my tea bags to get just right. How many of you know just right matters? I'm getting it just right. And this guy walks over, and he's got his paper, and he's got a big old drink. Hey, good morning. I go, good morning. And he pops the lid off his and takes the sugar container, and it's like... Just on and on, and I, I wanted to make sure he knew, yeah, there you go. And, and I was waiting for somebody to come over and charge him four more dollars, you know, <laughs> for this. How many of you know sometimes we as insiders can be too much with some outsiders? All right, and if you're being too much, just back it off a little bit, okay? We don't want to put, put people off in this way. Now, so it's not just the words, it's the seasoning that we're courteous that we're gracious, that we're kind, that we're truthful. Look with me in 2 Peter chapter 3, and this is in the message paraphrase. Watch this because this adds a whole new dimension to this. God isn't late with his promise as some measure lateness. He is restraining himself on account of you, holding back the end because he doesn't want anyone lost. He's giving everyone space and time to change. Listen, God is giving more time for more people to turn to him. I said God is giving more time. Listen, he is holding back the end. And sometimes we look at it and say, well, some of it's leaking though. He is holding back the end because in his mercy, he doesn't want anybody to be left outside. He's holding back. He's giving more time so that more people can turn to him. So look at me. Don't blow it. Don't let us turn people off to God. Don't let us, with our words and how we say what we say, don't let us be part of turning or keeping people away from God. He has blocked the end right now to give more time for more people to turn to him. And we want to be a part of helping that to happen. And scripture guides us and scripture informs us on how we're even to interact, how we're to speak with other people. Amen. Amen. And it does not mean that you go around quoting scripture to everybody. You quote scripture in your self-talk. You quote scripture as a sword of the spirit to the enemy. But you don't go spouting off scripture and everybody, you shouldn't be smoking because your body is the temple. Of the, you, 
See, they don't love and respect God's Word like we do. They don't know the value of it yet. And if you're cramming it down their throat all the time, they're going, no, I, don't, I never want to taste for that. Never want to taste for that. So just let it inform your life. Let it guide your life. There'll be occasion where you can share the truths of God's Word. Have them ready. But, but we don't go around just spouting off Scripture to everybody for that. Don't turn them away. Somebody say amen today. And if you do do that, please stop doing that. And in the meantime, please do not mention Meadowbrook Church. (laughs) All right. Look in Psalm 19. Let the words of my mouth, make this a prayer for you. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your what? In your sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Not just acceptable on your list of approved things, but I believe this. God sees it. God observes all your conversations. Jesus even said, you're going to give an account for every, every idle word you've spoken. Our words matter. Our words matter. So quickly, I want to give you a couple guidelines from Scripture for our conversations with others, no matter who they might would be. The first one is this. Let your words be few. Come on, read it with me. Let your words be few. And now I'm going to, we're, I'm going to give you a whole bunch of Scripture. There's so much in, in Scripture concerning our words, you would start to think this is important to God, and it is. But uh, I'm going to go through these real quick. But let your words be few. Look in Proverbs 10, verse 19. In the multitude of words, sin is not lacking, but he restrains his lips as wise. Proverbs 21, 23. Whoever guards his mouth and tongue keeps his soul from trouble. Proverbs 17, 28. Even a fool is counted wise when he holds his peace. When he shuts his lips, he's considered perspective, or perceptive. Oops. <laughs> Let your words be few. You need to self-regulate. See, the people around you won't tell you this, but I'll tell you this. You need to self-regulate. You need to be self-aware. It's been said that ma- maturity knows the difference between having something to say or just having to say something. And there's a big difference. We need to regulate ourselves so that we're just not talking all the time. The Scripture says in the multitude of words, we just read that. If you're talking a lot, sin is not far away. You know, you're going to get tripped up in some way. So self-regulate, develop self-awareness. Look at this in Proverbs uh, 15, verse 28. The heart of the righteous studies how to answer, but the mouth of the wicked just pours forth evil. So out of our conversations with God and His Word informing us, then guess what? Take the time to allow your heart to teach your lips what to say. So take it, and sometimes you just decide, you know, it's not worth saying. Some people just, anything somebody says, it's like word association. So somebody's talking, they say, well, I knew somebody like that one time, and then we go into this or this or that. And you know what? Let your words be few. Also, let your words be true. Come on, read that. Let your words be true, meticulously true true. This matters. Truth matters. Look in Proverbs 12, 22. Lying lips are an abomination to the Lord, but those who deal truthfully are his delight. Proverbs 25, 18. A man who bears false witness against his neighbors like a club, a sword, or a sharp arrow. And so tell the truth. Let your words be true. Another title for the Holy Spirit is the spirit of truth. So tell the truth And let the Spirit be strong in your life. 
You know, and sometimes you're telling your tale or spinning your yarn, and even if they believe you, folks, even if they believe you, even if you get away with it, why would you infuse untruth? Remember, your words are containers. They carry content. They also carry spirit. And the devil is the father of lies. Why would I infuse the spirit of the enemy into a relationship or into a conversation? Because I feel like I have to say something. And we, we by nature, uh, tend to exaggerate and get casual about lying. You know, I used to make up stuff. You know, like when I was in fourth grade, I'd make up stuff for show and tell. I've told you this story before. You know, I took some rocks in in a Ziploc bag and told my whole class, these are moon rocks. Actually, from my trailer park, they dug a septic tank, and these were those rocks. I'd never seen them before. I figured no one else had either. Unfortunately, my teacher had, okay? And so, you know, don't be making up stuff. Stop your children early. You know, sometimes kids, they're cute, but as they start to understand some things, stop them from making up stuff. Stop them because we don't want them to grow up to be casual liars or exaggerators. Just stop it, stop it, stop it. And then let me say this for all of us. You need to to discover and deal with why you lie. Discover why you do. And chances are, I don't even want to tell you the numbers, but it's almost 100% that all of us will insert untruths into things. It just makes us feel a little better. makes the bad news seem a little better. You know, we, we insert this all the time. And you maybe would just want to ask the Lord, the spirit of truth, Lord, help me to discover why I would do this. Help me to get free from this. And let the spirit of truth be even stronger in your life. Look in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Therefore, putting away lying, let each one of you speak truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Let your words be few. Let your words be true. Let your words be gentle. Let your words be gentle. Look in Proverbs 15. A soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Verse 4. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness in it breaks the spirit. Look in Proverbs 16, verse 21. The wise in heart will be called prudent, and sweetness of the lips increases learning. Proverbs twenty two eleven. He who loves purity of heart and has grace on his lips, the king will be uh, will be his friend. And so, you know, rather than be accusatory and berating to people, people you don't understand, and you have to have conversation at times. Sometimes you can just use these three transforming words right here. Help me understand. Help me understand why you did that. Help me understand why you think that. You know, if we're going to engage in conversation, rather than just coming in there with with all of our stuff. Listen, kindness is king. I said kindness is king. And it's the seasoning that we put on. Let your words be gentle. And then last of these is this. Let your words be life-giving. Let your words be life-giving. Look in Proverbs 10. The mouth of the righteous is a well of life, but violence covers the mouth of the wicked. Uh, Proverbs 12, 18. There's one who speaks like the piercings of a sword, but the tongue of the wise promotes health. And then in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. And so uh, let's just make sure that our, our, our words are not negative. Some people love to talk negative all the time and just give commentary on all the things that are broken or wrong in this world. You know, that, that's not our focus. We sang about our focus. We're talking about our focus uh, today. 
And so make sure that we don't have unwholesome talk. Say only what helps. When I was a little kid, my grandpa had a gas station and a lot of people coming in through there, all his buddies and stuff. And uh, my mom, when I was little, she, I can remember multiple times her getting right in my face and say, no grandpa words. <laughs> I was learning words from grandpa and his friends, okay? And so, you know, we might need to sort through our life and make sure we don't have something. Well, I was in the Navy or I was this or that. You know, you know, let that go, let that go. Two things in closing today to consider in our conversations with others. And here it would be, number one, the golden rule. The golden rule. Let's go ahead and read it. Matthew chapter 7, verse 12. Do to others whatever you would like them to do to you. This is the essence of all that is taught in the law and the prophets. This is it. This is it. This is where it comes to play. This is where everything comes out in how we interact and converse with other, other people. This is the way I apply the golden rule for my life, and it's this way. I, I do a flip. I do a flip. I reverse roles. I reverse roles. So if I were them, how would I want me to treat them? So let's rephrase this a little bit for our purposes today. Whatever way you want others to speak to you, speak to them. So let me ask you, how do you want others to speak to you? Let's, let's just go a little bit forward and let's say that you go out to eat for lunch today if you do. And let's say that your server messes up your order. I'm not going to ask you how you normally speak to them. But based on this, how should you speak to them? You should reverse roles. You don't know what's going on in their life. Yeah, but I'm a paying customer and I demand excellence. You know, relax. Just relax. I did not want ketchup on these eggs. You know, whatever. Whatever it would be. But if they messed up your order, reverse that. How would you want somebody to speak to you? You know, sometimes my wife and I... we're in a restaurant and they'll mess up. We, we'll do this. We phrase it this way. Hey, and we don't make a big deal. You don't stand up on your table and make a big deal. But we say, hey, you know, we're not complainers. But this soup was just really, really cold. And if you wouldn't mind, and they're great to do it. And you know what? Even when people mess things up, we still want to tip them well. Because when they leave, it really wasn't about just what happened there. It was about what did we leave? How did we season them? How did we season that interaction? You know, what about uh, uh, traveling sometimes? I've had flights canceled or delayed. And as soon as they announce that, I mean, people rush the ticket agent. They're behind the little desk there and just rush them there. Oh, well, I got it. I'm important. I got it. You know, you know, all their stuff. And I'm very conscious and I feel the pressure. It's like, wow, I've got to get there. I've got to make this happen. But I'll just go up. And I've done this numerous times where I've said, oh, I'm really sorry they spoke to you that way. Hey, listen, no pressure from me, but I'm just needing to plan a little bit. What do you think? What do you predict? And they'll, they'll say whatever, you know. And I've had this happen to me twice, and I'm thinking a third time even, where everybody's still grumbling. We're waiting to find out the next news, and I've had the ticket agent come on and say, Will Passenger Gilligan please come to the podium? I'm like, oh, no. And I'll go up there, and the lady leaned forward. She goes, Can you move pretty quick? And I said, Yep. She goes, Go down to gate C6. I booked a flight for you. I said, thank you. And then I leave. Everybody else is still grumbling. And I read about it later that they actually all ate themselves. 
No, it's not true. It's not true. Let your words be true. One other one real quick. What if you came to church today, and this is the first time you ever came to Meadowbrook Church? How about the rest of us? What if it was you? Flip the roll. What if it was you first time they came? How would, what would you want? What would you want? Well, I've got to get my coffee and sit with my three friends in my regular chair. How about reverse the role and, and be looking out for people and say, hey, have I met you yet? I'm so glad you're here today. It's going to be an awesome service. Glad, glad you're here. You know, golden rule it. And then as I close, just one last thing. Keep all of this in view of eternity. I just want to say it to you again. God is holding back the end. He's giving more time for more people to turn to him. And my conversations and your conversations with the people around us matter. Let's make sure that we're turning people to him and not away from him. And with that, I'll stop our series on Say What. Did you receive anything at all out of this today? Thanks again for listening to this message resource for Meadowbrook. You can stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.